Welcome to the Clean Energy Revolution with host Jamie Krinsky. There are a lot of questions concerning clean energy. Is it safe? Does it really produce results? How do utilities and the government feel about clean energy? The truth is that it's here. It has to be our future and we'll give you the answers you need. Now, here is your host, Jamie Krinsky. Good morning, everybody. Thank you for joining us on this new and fresh adventure regarding the energy landscape across this great country. In this country, as we've discussed, and across the world, we are embarking on an energy, on a revolution in energy, and that is our focus. Our show is about the listeners, and we are very thankful for each and every one of you. It's why we're here, and it's why this show is so important. I would like to invite you to connect with me or send me your thoughts or comments to jamie at thecleanenergyrevolution.com or connect with me on my website at www.thecleanenergyrevolution.com. The Clean Energy Revolution radio show is the sworn enemy of energy and political dishonesty. We will point out political misdirection, special interest, utility smugness, and anti-energy independence. Again, we raise and ask the questions that you, the listener and energy consumer would ask while also identifying perspective and applications using clean energy. We will be confronting real news and events surrounding surrounding energy and special interests with a keen observation in the abandoning of our constitutional protection in self-generation, responsible energy generation, coupled with taking back our independence and our voice. Utilities and politicians, for the most part, don't care about us or the environment in the same way that we do. And how could they? In Washington, everything is political and nothing seems to make sense there, nor do they agree on anything, as we've unfortunately had to uh, watch over the last several weeks. In In this series... We will focus on the impacts that energy has on your lives, your business, and your communities, while also looking into our economy and our environment. So please continue to listen to this series on the Business Channel. Uh, You can find it on voiceamerica.com, Thursdays at 11 a.m. Eastern, or online through the free Voice America app, or through any of the many syndication points on my host page after the show. On today's episode... We will explore the way that that the Greenway family of companies approaches a clean energy application. Increasingly, we are hearing about how our power grid is vulnerable. And as a building or facility operator, these are there are many challenges such as cost of conventional energy, the demand charges utilities continue to leverage, and then of course the many outages that happen across this country for a variety of reasons. For, the, for those of us on social media, we are seeing endless testimonies and images of these applications. We are seeing diversity in technology and all kinds of unique applications. Today, we have one of the Greenway family of businesses executives. A leader at RPG Energy Group is here today to discuss what they are doing and some of the applications of clean energy and and what the benefits to the client or the facilities are. Our expert today is Colton Cooper. He 
is in the leadership group and is in charge of design and estimating for these projects. Let me, let me introduce today Colton Cooper. Colton Cooper is an agile and driven professional with experience in renewable and construction industries. He has more than seven years experience successfully seeing projects from their infancy through completion. His past project management experience varies from medium scale to on-site facility-based solutions to large-scale applications. As a senior executive, he is versatile in all phases of a project from the initial concept to completion. Good morning, Colton. Thank you for joining us today. Colton, can, can you talk to us today about what is new and exciting regarding clean energy and what are some of the applications you were working on regarding the use of clean energy? Well, good morning, Jamie. Thank you for, uh, first of all, thank you for having me on your show. I'm, I'm very honored to be here. Um, so, yeah, so let me, let me talk a little bit about uh, what RPG does and is currently doing um, within the renewable energy sector. Um, so at RPG, um, you know, we're involved in many different forms of renewable energy uh, technologies um, from everything from solar PV, battery storage, uh, thermal storage, waste energy projects, combined heat and power, and even some water technologies that are new and exciting. Um, but what I would say is, you know, what's the most exciting to me currently what we're doing is the implementation, you know, of multiple sources of clean energy uh, in a single application and not just one specific uh, source of clean energy. Um, you know, due to the dropping costs of these renewable technologies and, you know, the rise of efficiencies, RPG is able to take, you know, a more comprehensive design approach for our clients and implementing not one technology, but maybe two or three to maximize the facility benefits. Um, so, you know, with that, with our microgrid applications, we have some clients currently, um, for instance, a large manufacturing client that we work with um, that has many issues with unstable grids with their power outages going down, um, as well as many nuisance interruptions from brownouts that, um, that RPG was able to come in and implement a solar plus battery storage um, and even some thermal storage to help protect those outages and provide uh, hundreds of thousands of dollars of cost savings, essentially, year over year. Wow. That, that's, that's, that's amazing. I, I got a couple of questions I think that will help, help our listeners understand how beneficial uh, clean energy applications can, can be. Y you know, can, can you talk about what's a common myth about clean energy application that, that, that you may hear, you may run across, and, and you, can you debunk it? Sure. Um, I would say, you know, a, a very common uh, misconception, I would say, about solar in particular. And what we hear from a lot of our clients is that um, a lot of people think that solar energy and, and solar modules at that will not work well in areas of colder climates. However, this is absolutely not true. Um, matter of fact, in areas of colder climates, the solar modules actually are more efficient um, at those colder temperatures. Hmm. 
yeah, you're right. You wouldn't you wouldn't think that to be the case, right? You, you would think that uh, sunnier climates would would be certainly um, in warmer climates would be more productive. So that that is uh, it's interesting. What what advice could you give uh, our listeners who who may be wanting to enter either to invest in clean energy or or consider using clean energy as an application? What advice might you be able to provide? Sure. So um, in in terms of investment, um, you know, I'll reference back to the show you guys had last week, which, by the way, was a great, a great show. Thank you. And, you know, I would say, you know, invest in take advantage of the Opportunity Zone funds like that of Green Wave Opportunity Zone fund that you had um, on the show last week. Um, You know, the all the uh, benefits of sheltering taxable gains um, and then also supporting clean energy like Green Wave Opportunity Zone Fund does. Um, you can have the best of both worlds in, in that space. Um, and then in terms of for someone who wants to utilize a clean energy application, uh, what I would say is and, and how we handle a lot of our clients is we tell them to essentially just make a list of what you want to achieve with a renewable energy application. Um, you know, are you unhappy with how much money you're paying for your electricity? Now, that one across the board is, you know, probably the <laughs> the issue with everyone. Everyone sure. always wants to save money. Um, but, you know, do you have blackouts or brownouts from the utility that are causing you pain? Um, you know, do you care more about carbon offset than cost savings? Or do you just want to be completely off-grid? Um you know, all of these things can be achieved and solved by clean energy applications. Um, and making making those lists really helps out companies like RPG, you know, to better understand um, how to serve our customers' needs. Well, that, that's that's great advice. Are, are there are there any resources or um, or even advice that have that has really helped you along the way. In, in, in you've been in the business for a few years. What resources are uh, are you utilizing to help uh, you know help you deploy these these applications? So there are many different design resources out there, um, but uh, what I would say is for those interested in learning about just all forms of renewable energy, in my opinion, the best resource is um, the National Renewable Energy Labs, or NREL for short. Um, and NREL is really the you know online source for the best you know best resource for anyone wanting to find out anything about any type of renewable energy. Um, and you can access that on their website at nrel.gov. Um, and then, so in terms of advice that I would give for those maybe interested in getting involved within this industry. Um, One very important thing that you should have or you should always do is stay nimble. And what I mean by that is, you know, there's always new technologies out there being developed and there's always new changes to legislation, laws, incentives, so on and so forth. And you, you have to keep up to date with everything and adapt. Otherwise, you'll fall behind in this industry. That's good. That's a uh, that's good perspective. L- let me ask you this: what what led you to this industry? As as you were coming out of college and you were deciding what to do with your career, 
how did you how did you get here to to Greenwave family of companies with RPG and what, what attracted you to this market? Yeah, so in terms of my interest in renewables, I had always been kind of just fascinated by you know the overall science behind how renewables worked um, and just how you can simply take something that. We all experience, you know, each and every day, like the wind blowing or the sun shining or, you know, water running. And you can turn that natural resource into a usable form of electricity. Um, you know, that's always that's always been an interest of mine. Um, and my first experience with renewable energy uh, was back in college. And, um, <clears throat> I, you know, I designed a renewable energy educational park. That was a part of my college capstone course. Um, and so after that, it all kind of came back full circle when, um, you know, one day my, my dad called me up and said, hey, I, uh, I'm thinking about starting up my own renewable energy company and asked me if I wanted to be a part of the team. And I said, absolutely. Um, so I've been working in the industry ever since. And, uh, you know, I've loved it. I love working in this space. <laughs> Well, that that is uh, that's great. Well, it, it looks like uh, we could we could talk for for quite a while, but we are up against a break. So, uh, we, again, we've been talking to Colton Cooper, an executive at RPG Energy Group. Colton has been talking about the exciting market of clean energy and and green energy, and the and the exciting uh, things that that they're doing with it, and some tools that that have helped him along the way. Colton and his team at RPG Energy Group can be reached um, at his website, uh, C. Cooper at RPG Energy Group, or you can visit them on their website, www.rpgenergygroup.com, or you can reach out to me via email, jamie at the cleanenergyrevolution.com, or you can visit us on our our website, www.thecleanenergyrevolution.com. We're going to take a short break, and when we return, We'll examine what the clean what clean energy has meant to corporations, and we'll be joined by by Chris Yurko, which is the president of Total Energy Total Energy Finance, also a member of the Greenway family of companies. Please stay tuned. We'll be right back. Become our friend on Facebook. Post your thoughts about our shows and network on our timeline. Visit Facebook.com forward slash Voice America. The world is going green with everything from recycling and power generation to organic groceries and sustainable energy. Society is interested in easing the burden that humanity places on the environment. If making investments into the strong markets, consider a strong return guaranteed by investing in GreenWave. GreenWave operates with more than 25 years of actual experience in energy. It just makes sense. Visit GreenWave-Holdings.com for more information. GreenWave is a collaboration and energy solutions service platform that can deliver a complete package to support conservation, smart energy, and energy savings. From the product to customer service interactions to the marketing material, everything GreenWave does revolves around fulfilling the promises its value proposition makes. GreenWave is energy revolution made easy, fast, and affordable without the doubt of how to participate and the confusion surrounding energy by conventional 
additional utilities. Visit greenwave-holdings.com for more information. Voice America Business Network, the bottom line in business. Today, enterprise technology is both strategic and global. Each week on CTN CIO Talk Network, IT thought leaders from around the world share their experience with listeners as they discuss with Sunjog All how they are trimming costs and partnering with business to innovate and help IT become more competitive, better care for customers, and improve the corporate bottom line. If you want to keep up with IT thought leadership, listen to CTN. CIO Talk Network with Sunjoke All at CIOTalkNetwork.com. You are listening to the Clean Energy Revolution with Jamie Krinsky. To reach the program today, please call in to 1 866 472 5790. That's 1 866 472 5790. You may also send an email to Jamie, that's J A M I, at thecleanenergyrevolution.com. Now, back to this week's show. Welcome back to the Clean Energy Revolution. Before the break, we were visiting with Colton Cooper, an executive at RPG Energy Group, focusing on clean energy applications. We're going to transition now to an executive with a company called Total Energy Finance. Chris Yurko, the president of Total Energy Finance, also a, a, a member of the family of Greenwave companies. Chris is going to talk to us today about about uh, clean energy and renewable energy across uh, across the corporate landscape. Chris Yurko uh, is, is an avid problem solver and a professional with over 25 years experience and expertise in the, fin- in, in the financial portion of, of renewable energy and, and also across different segments of, of insurance in the industry. industry. Chris is a decisive leader with a proven success in strategic and tactical roles. He's an expert in new business development and finance with a special focus on energy efficiency and renewable energy projects. Chris has a bachelor's degree from the University of Michigan as well as a Series 7, Series 66, and independent financial planner with IAR license. Good morning, Chris. Can you talk to us about what the market with clean energy means in a corporate setting? Sure. Well, good morning, Jamie, and very excited to be here. So, um, no, clean energy is very important in corporate in the corporate setting. Um, as you know, it's it's just as we're watching the landscape. Everyone knows that um, clean energy is here to stay, and uh, and it's not it's not going anywhere. Um, what we see all the time is uh, corporations knowing they need to uh, get smarter about how they manage their energy, on um, their loads and their energy needs. Um, corporations today uh, that, that, that wish to stay competitive understand that they're always looking at all aspects of their business and and want to see different ways of how they can mitigate the risk, how they can how can they manage their liabilities. And energy is no different. So the ability to to self generate to move to a distributive energy model um, is very attractive to them um, for for that reason and also just the need to become more uh, community focused. More focused on on, uh, on ESG, environmental, social, and governmental um, approaches, and just uh, just be good stewards. So there's there's yeah. there's 
and I'll talk more about it, but there's, there's myriad reasons why corporations um, are, are looking at uh, clean energy, are, are driven to yeah. uh, adopt and uh, let's see how to implement uh, clean energy. You know, we do hear a lot about ESG and its applications, and I think that's been around for for a while. Um, it, I, I think the, the the new application is, you know, is a broader base of, of clean energy and renewable energy applications, as, as I see it. Hey, what what's a common myth about clean energy applications as it relates to corporate America? Is 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 there a myth uh, out there that you can or cannot apply these applications? Well, um, yeah, absolutely. I would, uh, the, the first one, and being a money guy, the one I hear all the time is the, the, the first impression for people who don't dive in is that renewables, um, specifically like solar, are too expensive or that they only work because of, uh, because of various incentives. Mm. And I think that's, that's probably the top myth that, that I hear. And, and I'm just here to say that's absolutely not true. Um, yeah. What what a lot of people aren't aware of is right now you you measure the costs of energy as you well know Jamie but uh, for the audience out there by uh, by LCOE which stands for Levelized Cost of Energy Acquisition and the reality is the solar energy and and, and many of the other solar plus type uh, clean energy uh, technologies are are now um, cheaper than your fossil fuels. What we found is is again. Um, with, with tariffs, people thought, oh, that's going to drive up prices. Reality is equipment costs, particularly in solar, are, are half of what they were just three and four years ago. Um, we're also well, finding with technology advancements, it's just that much more efficient, that much more affordable. And something I like to bring up, because people don't think about this a lot, so they want to do a comparison and say, okay, that sounds great, Chris, and if it wasn't for the ITC credit or SREX, how do you make it work? But what people don't, what don't realize are a couple things. First of all, with clean energy, with solar or wind, for instance, or, or hydroelectric, you don't have the ongoing input costs. It's not like you're going to be producing, having to bring in fossil fuels, which have an ongoing cost, and that's something they forget about. That's a good point. And it's something else that's... I want to point out. Want to point out is uh, I looked up last year in 2018. Here's and it shocked me. There was over five trillion dollars in subsidies spent on fossil fuels and fossil fuel technologies. So I just want to be clear that subsidies and tax breaks are not something that's unique. Unique to renewables, and people don't uh, people don't put that into the equation. So that's a myth, yeah. and as you kind of mentioned, that's a myth. I think it's part of the disinformation from from other established industries that are trying to tamp down the the um, the fast growing um, clean energy sector and in, in, in the, as it's rapidly expanding. Yeah, good. Some good, very good points there. In, in your in your uh, in your profession. And as you as you deploy, you know, different financing for for these projects uh, in many different markets, is is investment expanding into clean energy in your in your perspective? Does it, it does it appear to be more attractive today than than ever before with 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 you know a broad investor network? That's a no, that's a great question uh, because um, it absolutely um, a broader. Um, network of investors or of lenders are are taking interest and in, and in investing in clean energy, and the reason I say that's, that's an interesting question is um, well, first, like I said, there's many reasons to do so. You've got more funds, you've got more groups that are interested in, in ESG and impact investing, so they they want to show that they're making commitments to the communities and, and to this nation, and so that that fits that checks that box. Mm-hmm. Um, 
also though, but but where it's been interesting is you're you're seeing a broader spectrum of people investing. Traditionally, a lot of the large investment was going into the utility scale projects, and what you're finding is the margins there are um, are getting smaller. Uh, there's there's more there's more merchant risk. You're finding where you've got shorter term um, power purchase agreements with the utilities, and they're squeezing the the developers. So the, a lot of the lenders that traditionally were investing heavily in, in, in those projects are getting a little more nervous. They're finding their, their internal rates of return um, dropping from, from double digits um, in the old days down to, to, to single digits, maybe 6 and 7%. But, mm-hmm. but what, what I'm finding and where, why I'm excited, because it's a market that we're in, is that it's really corporations that are driving the expansion. Because as I alluded to, and then, you know, as you mentioned, or we talked about just in the first question, corporations have a, have a great interest in, 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 uh, in doing so um, in moving into, moving into clean energy. And, that, and there's a number of reasons, like I said. There's um, the CEOs. Um, I think Fortune Magazine in 2018 I had an article that cited that 50% of the CEOs of the Fortune 100s have bonuses tied to sustainable um, goals. So um, why, why is that important? It's because corporations looking for distributed energy are AAA credits, and it still allows investors an opportunity to invest in the right projects with the right off-takers and the right credits to get the um, higher rates of return that they were previously seeing. So yes, the amount of um, investors or the types of investors are expanding, they're getting a little more particular about which projects and which credits they want to invest in. But the good news is corporations are kind of the, the new frontier are driving it. And they're becoming kind of the, when you find those projects, um, they're, they're becoming the, the gold standard of, of where to place your money. It's, it's yeah. simply um, growth equity loves infrastructure and infrastructure, yeah. energy infrastructure in the corporate market is, is yeah, the gold standard. That's, you oh, know, well, I, I, no, uh, I really. Oh, okay, I'm sorry. Go ahead. I was just gonna say. I, I was gonna say. I, you know, I, I agree with the uh, your response and, and your position because I, I, I do. I, I see it myself uh, in just about every conversation I have with a company leader that sustainability is not only top of mind, but but ge- it generally becomes a topic of conversation. So, so that being said, in, in the couple of minutes that we have left uh, before break here, how, how has GreenWave and its family of companies been able to utilize this interest in investment, technology advancement, um, you know, this clear and precise application or, or appetite for, for clean energy involvement? Can you can you talk to us for a minute on 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 how you've been able to take advantage of that uh, along with the other uh, companies within your corporate umbrella? Sure, and, and to be honest, it's probably one of the most exciting parts of my of my job. Um, yeah, I'm I'm here to to look at the economic feasibility of projects, find ways to show that they're you know they, they make sense um, from from all the different um, angles for for. Um, for our investors who invest in our fund as well as our, the off-takers. But, it's, but again, the most exciting part is really looking at these, um, these advancing technologies and determining how, how to implement them. So, um, I mean, we've been doing some, some, some neat things with, oh, uh, floating solar, um, talking about, I think, Colton um, Cooper, your previous guest, made reference about um, resiliency issues, and we're seeing 
as he mentioned, whether it's automotive suppliers or whether it's food and beverage suppliers, they're having um, issues and losing millions of dollars from nuisance interruptions. So by pairing yeah. solar plus other technologies and state-of-the-art software, we're able to to um, to assist in helping these customers become glitch-proof and and uh, saving millions of dollars on top of what they're doing just from from getting discount uh, pricing on electricity. So so incorporating all of that is is, is amazing. Um, one one again talking about just you know looking at looking at uh, advanced technology and again. I love it because I've got a front row seat here as, as, we, as we, we go in here, and I'll kind of put a little plug. There's a company out of um, that started out of a kind of an incubator at MIT, and may, many of you may have may have heard um, about them, but it's um, called Ambry. And uh, and uh, Don Sadaway is one of the founders and actually a, a family friend, and they're doing amazing things with, with storage, and they're doing it with um, with liquid metal. And uh, um, if you haven't seen, this is listeners, if you haven't seen Don Sadaway's TED Talk from a few years ago, it's amazing because he talks about, you know, if you want to really take solar to the next level and you really want to get um, storage to where it's at um, and you want batteries to be dirt cheap, then the best thing to do is to make them out of dirt. <laughs> and yeah. so they're doing some really neat things with with, um, with uh, a liquid metal and, and using uh, uh, readily available um, materials, and so anyway, all, all, all of this is just for me to say that um, we're we're looking at front edge technology when we look at the projects that we're financing. Um, we're able to incorporate them with existing, well proven technology. All of it works, and 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 we're, we're kind of that. I guess I like to look at us. We're kind of that bridge. We're helping be that bridge from innovation to implementation, and so that that truly uh, gets me fired up every morning. So uh, I, I like to say, and Jamie's heard me say it, right? I'm excited because we're in the right place at the right time for the right reasons, and that that just uh, that's why I'm, I love what I do. It, that, that that's great, and you, and you can really hear the passion in 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 the way that you speak on the topic and the subject matter, and yes, yeah, very exciting. It's while we're here, so great great job. Uh, thank you, Chris. Uh, this is this is fascinating. Such an opportunistic time to be investing in in applying clean energy to to many ways that uh, that that haven't really been applied before, and so so I need to wrap this up. Uh, we've been talking to Chris Yurko, an executive at Total Energy Finance. Chris has been talking about the exciting market of clean energy and and renewable energy, and how not only is is the technology advancing. But it's also a desired and sought-after application across the corporate envelope in America. Should you want to reach out to Chris and talk more, you can reach him at his email at cyurko, Y-U-R-K-O, at totalenergyfinance.com. Or you can follow him at his website at www.greenwave-holdings.com. We need to take a break now, Chris. Thank you. Uh, great, uh, Great conversation. Look forward to following the exciting market and watching the good things that that you're doing when we come back we're going to have we're going to have some fun we're going to take a a bit of a lighthearted look into pop culture and how clean energy is being utilized please stay tuned we'll be right back Think you've seen everything there is to see in online television? Let us surprise you. Visit voiceamerica.tv today for sports, health, business, and more on demand 24-7. 
GreenWave is a collaboration and energy solutions service platform that can deliver a complete package to support conservation, smart energy, and energy savings. From the product to customer service interactions to the marketing material, everything GreenWave does revolves around fulfilling the promises its value proposition makes. GreenWave is energy revolution made easy, fast, and affordable without the doubt of how to participate and the confusion surrounding energy by conventional utilities. Visit greenwave-holdings.com for more information. The world is going green with everything from recycling and power generation to organic groceries and sustainable energy. Society is interested in easing the burden that humanity places on the environment. If making investments into the strong markets, consider a strong return guaranteed by investing in GreenWave. GreenWave operates with more than 25 years of actual experience in energy. It just makes sense. Visit greenwave-holdings.com for more information. When it comes to business, you'll find the experts here. Voice America Business Network. You are listening to the Clean Energy Revolution with Jamie Krinsky. To reach the program today, please call in to 1-866-472-5790. That's 1-866-472-5790. You may also send an email to Jamie, that's J-A-M-I, at thecleanenergyrevolution.com. Now, back to this week's show. Welcome back. Uh, Thus far in today's program, we've been discussing with two executives um, that focus on clean energy and, and how to deploy across the corporate landscape he, here in this country. And and uh, just want to say thank you to RPG Energy Group, Colton Cooper, and Chris Yerko at Total Energy Finance for their their insightful look into the, both the technology and the application. Uh, fa- fascinating stuff. I, I wanted to pull from the stack before we get into a bit of a light uh, lighter-hearted segment, I want to pull from the stack the 10, 10 reasons really to support green energy. And some of these are going to be obvious, some not, not so obvious, but it really is worth pointing out why this is such an app, such a good application. So number, number one, number one, it helps the environment. Now, come on, we need to start cleaning up in our environment. Fossil fuels while they were relevant and vital and necessary, they just aren't as much anymore. And we we need to reduce the the pollution. Switching to a greener energy supply makes a positive impact on on our environment. Coal and oil and and man-made gas all damage the air and water pollution. And and we don't have to look far to to see those impacts. How about healthcare? Would healthcare improve if we utilize clean energy in a broader base? Healthcare would, would in general, will improve. If, if enough people switched to green energy supply, how much better would the air pollution be? How much less polluted would our water be? How about respiratory diseases? Would, would that get better? Of course it would. Our health in many ways, is tied to energy, and that that may be a awe, that that may be our aha moment today. 
How about how about poorer areas? Would they improve? Green energy sources are usually situated away from urban landscapes. They're built in areas, you know, meaning more local jobs. If if we were to build clean energy that had clean energy applications that had local impacts that were close to the communities, right? They weren't so reliant on the distribution grid to supply energy across across big areas of land. Would mean more jobs. Certainly that would be beneficial. Jobs are what drive our economy. I think clean energy would vastly approve, improve um, our, our more underpoverished areas. And, and, we, and we have been exploring the impacts of the opportunity zone, um, qualified opportunity zones in this country. And what a great, great application it would be to take those tax-advantaged areas and turn them into revenue-generating energy projects that clean up our environment, improve our health, and put people to work. How about global warming? Anybody ever heard that? Well, if you listen to maybe Mr. Al Gore or AOC, we're probably going to die. This world is going to explode if we don't do clean energy. So maybe they have it right. I don't know. Fossil fuels generally hurt our environment through emissions. That That's pretty easy to understand. Switching to a green energy plan would help would help avoid green greenhouse gases. Is it easy? I think our guest today pointed out it is very easy. Switching to to clean energy applications has has been surrounded by myth and and disinformation. It's the point of our show. It's easy, and it's not, the time is now. Time is now. Chris pointed out in an earlier conversation, is it more expensive? Well, that's, that's part of the myth. You can't do clean energy because, wow, it's too expensive. we got to continue burning fossil fuels. That's, that's way better. It's cheaper. Chris pointed out in an earlier conversation that it's cheaper because it's subsidized. Something that many of us don't think about. If we're able to generate our own power for our own homes and facilities at a more beneficial and and less costly way, would that make sense? I submit it would. Do prices stay the same? I I think that would be another fascinating investigation if we all just looked back over the last year or two for those of us that, that that haven't got into clean energy yet, look at where your costs are. Have they decreased? Have they stayed the same? Have they increased? I think it's the latter. What would happen if you became more self-sufficient and you didn't rely on utilities to burn fossil fuels would, would that would that make your home, your family, your community, your facility, would you be stronger? I believe you would. Could, could you live off the grid? That's the other question. Do we need the grid as vulnerable and fragmented and, and out of date as it is? Can we live without it? 
The answer is yes. It, it happens all the time. Green energy suppliers help help you live a more nat a more natural way of life, and and can take areas of agriculture, can take un, impoverished areas, can take third world countries in energy independence. Certainly, these same applications can be utilized and are utilized every day to help us ride through these utility interruptions and loss of power. How about less power stations? We see these big substations all over and it's it's wonderful to look at as they are. Do, Do we need them? If we build green energy, localized power, would you need that? And how vulnerable is our energy supply with these large substations out there? Is it the right thing to do? I, I submit it is the absolute right thing to do. When, when we look at when we look at the facts surrounding renewable energy, how many of us realized that fossil fuels get more in subsidies than other sources of electricity? How, how about water? Is water important? Is water tied to energy? For, for those that really dive into this and think about it, water might be the next frontier. Hello, California and the droughts. Hello, many areas that have been used for fracking and their water has is now contaminated. How about processing plants that, that use large, large quantities of water? Can, can we look at clean energy to apply a value add? Can we create water with renewables? The answer is yes. The answer is yes. Well, at this point, I think I think let's take a break. Let's think about what we've talked about here today, and and when we return, we're gonna, we're going to have fun with a clean energy segment on pop culture. How has energy been identified and utilized in our pop culture? It will be fun and exciting, and I promise you'll have a laugh. Please stay tuned. We'll be right back. Follow us on Twitter at VoiceAmericaTRN. Get the lowdown on guests, new shows, and your favorites. That's VoiceAmericaTRN. The world is going green with everything from recycling and power generation to organic groceries and sustainable energy. Society is interested in easing the burden that humanity places on the environment. If making investments into the strong markets, consider a strong return guaranteed by investing in GreenWave. GreenWave operates with more than 25 years of actual experience in energy. It just makes sense. Visit GreenWave-Holdings.com for more information. 
Greenwave is a collaboration and energy solutions service platform that can deliver a complete package to support conservation, smart energy, and energy savings. From the product to customer service interactions to the marketing material, everything Greenwave does revolves around fulfilling the promises its value proposition makes. Greenwave is energy revolution made easy, fast, and affordable without the doubt of how to participate and the confusion surrounding energy by conventional utilities. Visit greenwave-holdings.com for more information. When it comes to business, you'll find the experts here. Voice America Business Network. You are listening to The Clean Energy Revolution with Jamie Krinsky. To reach the program today, please call in to 1-866-472-5790. That's 1-866-472-5790. You may also send an email to Jamie, that's J-A-M-I, at thecleanenergyrevolution.com. Now, back to this week's show. Welcome back, everybody, to, to The Clean Energy Revolution. We, we are now going to take a look through the clean and green energy impacts of our, of our pop culture. As a not-so-serious report of what is happening, let me introduce the official from the Clean Energy Revolution, the official pop culture investigative non-reporter, Nick Krinsky. Welcome, Nick. Can, can you provide our listeners with an unofficial report of how clean energy is being utilized across our culture and what messaging you have come across in your unofficial investigative review. Before you do... Hey, Jamie. Hey, Nick. Before you, d- you dive into the unofficial report, and, and since we're, we're in the Christmas season, and, and you notice I don't say holiday season because here at the Clean Energy Revolution, we, we, do, uh, we, we do respect Christmas. And, and usually at this time of year, we we have come we, we've come accustomed to the release of a new Star Wars movie or the many channels that run the marathons of Star Wars, and and I believe that is a good area for us to investigate energy and and how Star Wars utilizes energy. Take it away. Yeah, Jamie. So uh, great to be on the show. And uh, for the listeners, full disclosure, Jamie and I are brothers. So if we abuse each other, just uh, know that it's all in good familial fun. Um, <laughs> so yeah, uh, have some great, interesting conversations today on the show, by the way. Uh, but uh, yeah, really ready to kind of get into a meteor topic of discussion here, right? So I say let's go back. Let's go back a long time ago in a galaxy far, far away. A business landscape filled with moisture farms, alien cantinas, moon-sized government projects, and planet-wide cityscapes. So, the Star Wars universe, energy in the Star Wars universe. Now, uh, you know, we got the new movie coming out in a matter of hours from, from you know, the, the airing of this show. So, I just, I, I, I took a really deep dive into the reporting on this and looked back in the movies. And I'm ignoring books and video games and all that because that doesn't, that, 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 that doesn't, those don't count, just the movies. And uh, I wanted to look at them in a, in a viewpoint on exactly what, what kind of power generation processes are they using in this, in this far-off you know, science fiction world, right? Fantastic yeah. world with aliens and spaceships and everything. 
So, sure. Are you, are, are you ready? Are you ready? I'm ready. Let's dive in. I, I had a few, I had a few con, uh, observations that came to mind. So in the original Star Wars movie, which I call Star Wars, Kids Today, Episode 4, yeah, yeah, yeah. Okay, yeah, it's Star Wars. So okay. anyway, um, we're, we're introduced to a desert planet of Tatooine, right? That's, that's Luke's home at the very beginning. It's a binary mm-hmm. star, star system. It has two suns. So uh, great, great conditions for, like, solar collection, right? Yeah. Yeah. Boy, that, how efficient would two suns be? Exactly. But the, it, it, we are shown that they do set about the same time, at least on occasion, because Luke is looking out into the distance, and then, you know, it's nighttime, and his yeah. uncle shouts out, hey, you better come home because we're shutting the power down soon. So this suggests to me, one, there are still limits in energy generation in this fantastical universe, and two, they still have to contend with energy storage issues, right? So they can tackle faster-than-light travel, but uh, apparently a better battery system is still just a little bit beyond their reach. Wow. You know, it's hard to believe if you, could, if you can travel at the speed of light, but, but you can't have a battery that can give you power at night. Um, maybe, maybe, maybe George Lucas. You know, maybe, maybe George Lucas wasn't quite on the cutting edge as, as we were all led to believe. I, I'm, I might be a little disappointed. I might be a little disappointed. Yeah. So well, uh, well, let's then continue. I, yeah. So I, uh, the the second major point that I, I want to look at here was in the in the fifth uh, or in the second movie, Empire Strikes Back, Episode Five. Um, you know, they go to that Cloud City, which is a, basically a gas mining uh, hub, and they, yeah. they uh, get this gas that's called Kaibana, which I in no way looked on a nerdy fan wiki online to, to find that name. And <laughs> apparently that's used for very, high, you know, producing high energy yields for the blasters that the stormtroopers can't aim and heating fuels and all that. Uh, but, you know, I'm, I, I kind of look at that and I wonder, you know, what's the carbon footprint on that? Right. Right. And, and, you know, you just brought up a good point. The blasters, do you think those take energy? That, that must be a, right. they're, they're energy a battery. Weapons, right? They're, they're yeah. yeah. Is it, the dots so, just aren't connecting here. I know. I know. So lastly, I wanted to, you know, you, you just had a conversation with, uh, with Mr. Yurko about, you know, the kind of financial impacts and uh, everything. Um, uh, so I wanted to look at that most iconic symbol of imperial power in the, uni- in the Star Wars universe, the Death Star. So iconic oh, that they seem to be yeah. bringing it back over and over again in the franchise, but I digress. So you just <laughs> looking at it, you know it's an energy hog, right? Right. Like a prime target for some of those ener- uh, energy-saving uh, projects. And I kind of wonder if, you know, maybe the Empire designated an opportunity zone. It might be an even better opportunity. Um, That's fascinating. But, uh, yeah, yeah. I mean, just to think about, right? So, right. But uh, just to kind of give an idea of just how expensive the energy is on this, uh, on this, uh, this battle station, um, uh, I, I, I did some research a la the Google machine, and I went out there, and uh, somebody had done some estimates. So the Death Star, they said, uh, they estimated would need 191 billion light bulbs. So light costs alone, the energy to light the interiors of the, of the Death Star would be $41 trillion per day. <laughs> that is ridiculous. Of course, I guess and, if you're the Empire, and, the, you have all the money that you need. I, I guess they don't, have, they don't have problems, or maybe they're just comfortable running deficits. 
But um, the uh, kind of a second point, right? So that's just lights. Now, what about everything else? You know, I mean, there's a lot of people on that thing, right? So cooking, laundry for the stormtroopers, you know, their armor gets messy, elevators, droid charging, you know, all that stuff, right? Takes energy. Right. And someone had estimated all that out, and they calculated 7.7 octillion dollars per day to operate. Now, did you, have you ever heard that number before, octillion? I, I don't think I have. I think I've just learned yeah, something new today. Yeah, a big number. It, to, to give you a, a sense of size, it's about 30 times all of the money and assets currently on the planet Earth at this moment. Oh, geez. Oh, geez. Yeah. That, 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 is, that is amazing. That's really some riveting, reportive investigation. And, and as, we, as, we draw the, as we draw the show to a close, I, I got to tell you that um, I, I, I'm going to look at Star Wars in a completely different way. So thank you, Nick. Great, great reveal of how pop culture is in some ways uh, forward thinking and in some ways not. And I think you've clearly pointed out that Mr. George Lucas didn't connect all the dots. So thank you, Nick. As we wrap the show up today, uh, I want to take a look at what what, uh, next week looks like. Uh, Next week, we will discuss how clean energy applications are being supported by agriculture and and how a water application can be the next huge collaboration with clean energy. Our show is about the listeners. We're thankful for each and every one of you. It is why we are here, and it is why this show is so important. Thank you, everybody, for tuning in. We look forward to our show next week on Thursday at 11 a.m. Eastern. We look forward to to speaking to you then. Until then, have a great week. Goodbye. Thank you for tuning in to the Clean Energy Revolution. Please join your host, Jamie Krinsky, again next Thursday at 8 a.m. Pacific Time and 11 a.m. Eastern Time on the Voice America Business Channel. We'll talk again next week.